Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 27 of Rise Up the Podcast. I'm here with Greg Grundlin. Our boy Scotty Rogers is running in a little late, coming from a big Calvert Hall game. So he'll be joining us later for the Ryder Garnsey interview. That's a little spoiler alert. We have a big episode with our boy Ryder coming on. He's going to talk about Notre Dame. He's going to talk about the Redwoods outlook on the season, you know, back-to-back weeks with some Redwoods guys. But before we get into everything that happened this week in the world, the NCAA, the world, the POL, Greg, man, tell me what's going on. Not much, man. Just, uh, you know, hammering it out, grinding. You know how we do. We got uh, you know, stuff set up for the FOA. Our um, overnight camp at Navy is officially sold out three months in advance. Our Western Showcase is up in three weeks in Vegas, so we're humming along. How about you, man? That's awesome, man. Love to hear that. I've had, I've been busy, busy. I've been running all over the place. I had a bachelor party last weekend for uh, my my girlfriend's older sister's fiance. But but we're boys. He played lacrosse at uh, Georgetown, and so all of his nice. Georgetown buddies were there. And Villanova played Georgetown on Friday night. And we were watching it, and I was getting dunked on. Uh, tough one for yeah. my Wildcats, but it was a great weekend. It was out in the Poconos. I've never been there before. Uh, it was a little rainy, but got out, played 18 holes, uh, went to casino, played blackjack for 30 minutes, went up a couple hundred bucks, and I said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to get better than this. You haven't lived unless you've gone to the Poconos Casino. Mount Airy. Mount Airy Casino, yeah. man. There's some people yeah. in there that are growing roots to the ground, you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Great weekend. This weekend, I'm excited for some lacrosse. I'm excited for... Villanova playing Thursday night. Going to get my boys together in the city, watch that game, and then I'm running a half marathon this weekend, which I'm wildly underly prepared for. Wow. Uh, you know, God bless you. Your <laughs> girlfriend's prepared, though, right? She's been trying to train you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did, a, we did like, a running interval class at the gym this morning, and I'm, like, soaking wet, like, dripping on the treadmill, and she's just, like, cruising along, and I'm like, what the heck? But it'll be fun. Hopefully it's good weather. But, man. Uh, I I missed a lot of games this weekend besides uh, the Villanova Georgetown one. So you're gonna have to catch me up. I watched some highlights. I'm I'm interested to hear what you thought. But before we get into our recaps, before we get into our PLL updates, gonna shout out our sponsors. Rowback promo code Rise Up twenty for twenty percent off your order. Summertime's coming up. Get your shorts from Rowback. Get your golf shirts. I was rocking mine this weekend while I was on the links. And as always, shout out to. Faceoff Academy and 42 Performance. As Greg mentioned earlier, his showcase at the Naval Academy is sold out. He's getting faceoff guys better consistently. You can see it throughout the NCAA, his hand and coaching, all of these uh, extraordinary faceoff guys. So, man, shout out to th- these two. Thank you, big dog. Thank you. Yeah, I-, I think, you know, we can definitely talk about these recaps here. Um, we can go by my bets if you'd like. Yeah, let's do well, that. I, I love was, that. I was on a heater this weekend. I love so, to hear that. Had Hofstra at plus one and a half. Okay. They covered. Good for them. I had Michigan at minus two. That was, I mean, that was a layup uh, against Ohio State. The Bonnies were 11 and a half goal dogs. They did not cover. Oh, no. Who'd they play? <laughs> they did not cover. That's a lot of goals to not cover. <laughs> That's a lot of goals, man. Um, I don't know who they played, actually. I just have who I bet on. Um, Mercer did not cover either at minus five. Uh, Mercer actually today. Mercer, uh, I'm looking at Mercer beat. Oh, only by four. Only by four. Only by four. Oh, the Bonnies lost 26 to 10 to Richmond. Yeah. Princeton Cornell, oh, the over of 26 and a half, never stood a shot. 
Um, Houston Duke um, had the over for that 28 and a half. That they blew that out of the water. Um, UMass Lowell plus one and a half. They covered um, Utah and Queens under 29 and a half. Bingo. Love it. Uh, Delaware Towson over 24 and a half. Bingo. Um, Upset there um, too. Towson knocked off the Blueheads. That's right. And we have a hey, rematch coming up. CAA. Yep. Never freaking know. We always uh, say it. UV, uh, shout out again to Matt Constantinides, who's playing like an absolute savage. Um, he should get All-American consideration this year, by the way. Uh, UVM minus two, easy. Um, Yale, Harvard, under 28 and a half. Bingo. And then I got one wrong. Got Jacks, Jacksonville covering at minus three and a half. That didn't happen. So I've been the biggest Jacksonville proponent this year. I love gassing them up. I think Galloway's done a fantastic job down there, but I don't know what's going on. They've tapered off. They just, you know, today they lost um, to Robert Morris 9-8. in the right now, I watched that Robert Morris game because uh, I had financial incentive to do so. And I, I took the Jacksonville money line because I don't trust betting on their spreads anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, Sides, did you see any of that game? No, I saw some highlights. I saw the ninth goal. The kid just kind of went back, forth, back, forth, and then like, Lefty Dude. leaner, the Robert Morris. A- Robert Morris plays like the the chaos. That's that's that their style. A terrible game to watch. That was. I mean, it was like both teams had one or two players that were point shaving. Oh like, my gosh! To, they they were just just throwing the ball into the stands. It was a it was horrible. Um. And then Jacksonville was down by four with like four minutes left and went on a roll. But yo, shout out to to Bobby Moe. They put it together and their their face offs unit did a number on Jacksonville. So shout out to them. That was uh, pretty impressive stuff. So what one game that I saw the score of, and it's not on our sheet of kind of the bigger games, more impactful games of the weekend, but did you see the final score of Marist versus Quinnipiac in the, the Mac quarterfinals? 29 to 19. I thought that was a typo. I mean, it was what? a defensive coordinator's dream. <laughs> and and, <laughs> and I know the goalie for Qu- uh, Quinnipiac. He's a good goalie. The kid, Nick DiMuccio, he's from, he's a Clams guy, played in the Clams program that I've coached in and grew up playing in. But man, he, he saw 40 shots. What are you going to do, right? God, I mean, that is 29. 29 and, and they left him in, they left him in the whole game how is there enough time on the clock for a team to score 19 goals and give up 29 goals i it's i have no idea it's great crazy result but that's why it's so funny it's like that's just classic action right you they love saying yeah. it for the college football but man that uh lacrosse game was some serious action some bigger games of the weekend right duke versus cuse we talked about how cuse kind of had two opportunities to yeah really make a push you know they came up a little short against a duke team you know like we said i think all year cuse is a year maybe two years away really really making noise they're they're freshmen coming in next year their face-offs i think their freshman face-off man is going to be an immediate boost so yeah i i think i think cuse is one year away it's going to be uh, it's going to be a serious and in the rematch of uva notre dame uva comes out on top for the second time 12-8. 12-8. Dude, in that game, man, it just looked, I mean, it 
UVA was like, I mean, that was vintage Lars Tiffany defense. Well, I was going to say, I was Notre expecting Dame a way higher scoring game for stifled. both sides. Yeah, Notre Dame looked stifled at, at times. Totally. Totally. Like they were completely lost on offense. Like they didn't know what they were doing. And that was jarring to see a juggernaut like that do that. Um, but that's vintage Lars Tiffany. I was actually talking to uh, another ACC coach today, and we were just talking about that. Just like, wow, like, you know, Lars is, you know, one of the best. I played for him, and I've been in that room, man. When he's breaking down the defense and, and uh, you know, the team he's going against, the scouting he has, like, he's like, the kid's going to take three steps to the right and then roll back. Like, he, he's so exact. Uh, yeah, it was really impressive by UVA. Uh, Cornell, 14-13 in overtime over Princeton. Uh, you, you're you big on Princeton. And, you know, they Princeton show... Princeton is going to be one of the greatest teams of all time that won't be in the tournament. Well, so, I mean, so Princeton, uh, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here, but, I mean, it's it's good to bring up. Princeton has a big opportunity to be a bit thief in that Ivy yep. League, right? Because I think right now Cornell's locked. Yale's basically locked. Penn is sitting on the bubble. But if Princeton beats Penn and then wins whoever they play in the Ivy League championship, that that takes a bit away. I think they're sitting at six and six now, or six and seven. I think I think Princeton has to win the Ivy League championship. Yes, they have to win the tournament. But but from this result, they absolutely are capable of doing that. Well, I've been saying it all year. I think I think when it comes to the actual tournament, I think Cornell and Princeton are the two teams that can win the Ivy League tournament. I think, I mean, the semifinals are going to be great games. Uh, you know, Cornell plays Yale and Princeton plays Penn. So those are great games during the regular season. Excited to watch those. They're going to be great games. And, and there's big implications there for my Wildcats. So got to huge, do, huge, huge. If somebody steals, if yeah. somebody steals a bid, you guys or Denver are in trouble. Totally. And then, well, I mean, off of that, Villanova lost to... Georgetown this weekend. I mentioned that earlier in the intro. You know, they didn't look great. The offense was a little stagnant. They got shot clocked a bunch, which Georgetown was just ready. I mean, that Will Bowen matchup on Matt Campbell is a, is a great matchup to watch. And they go, they've been playing against each other for the last two years now. And they go back and forth. It's a heavyweight matchup. Um, you know, and in, in Villanova plays Thursday night against Denver. It's essentially a play-in game for the tournament. Yeah. That's a massive massive game totally and you know it's it's Tierney's last year the Denver guys are going to be fired up um they're they're going to be playing for something big and where's that game being played Marquette is hosting and they didn't make it unfortunately so everyone's got to travel to Marquette um Georgetown plays Providence in the first game uh Denver plays Villanova in the second game so it's going to be two great games. Um, definitely the the Denver-Villanova game is going to be probably the the one to watch. I think will be the most competitive game. But yeah, it's it's essentially a playing game. You know, win and you, you put yourself in a good position going forward. So I, both teams are going to be playing for a lot there. And I I know both teams have had great seasons. So it'd be it's going to be a shame to see kind of one of them go home. I'm hoping it's not my Wildcats. Yeah, it'll be pretty cool, man. I mean, you're at, you're at a um, neutral site it's going to have an NCAA tournament feel to it for sure. And it's on that grass field out at Marquette, which will be, adds a whole nother layer, right? Like how many yeah. grass fields are left? Yeah. Milwaukee this time of year is beautiful. 
Yeah, hopefully it doesn't rain. That's how that's what that's the Milwaukee I'm used to. Gray, rain, slush, gross. But uh <laughs> we had some big hey, ten. Actually, no bucks, no bucks in the playoffs right now, so it's gonna be a very different Milwaukee. Oh yeah. Good point. Good point. Maybe maybe they'll get some more crowds, some uh, basketball fans trickling over. But we had some Big Ten quarterfinals. Maryland took care of business against Rutgers. Rutgers season is over. Um, we talked still about it. Be ranked in the top ten though. Yeah, we talked about. It. I mean, <laughs> listen, they, they lost to Maryland by three goals. They were good. They're a good team, but they didn't do what they needed to do this year. And we talked about it. They were kind of resting on last year's laurels a little bit, and kind of riding that wave of making the Final Four last year. And you know, they just didn't do enough this year to take care of business. Um, you know, they had 21 seasons. You know what? To be honest, they kind of remind, remind me a little bit of Penn State last year. Yeah. Penn State had a whole bunch of one-goal losses. Yeah. And you looked at their lo- win-loss record, you're like, ugh. Yeah. But one goal another way in a couple of those games, and you're talking a bubble team. So, you know, Rutgers will, Rutgers will be back next year. Rutgers has 21 seniors or fifth years this year. So yeah. they've been really kind of taking advantage of the portal. Yes. It'll be interesting to see life out. I know we got like one, maybe one and a half more years of, of yeah, portal the effects. Yeah, for them because it is an attractive school when you take a kid from maybe a mid-major or something and you say, hey, look, you play get the Big one Ten. more year, you play Big Ten lacrosse, totally. and you're close to New York City. Like, But like you said, that 2020 blanket waiver really helped schools like that out, and those days are, are almost at an end. Absolutely, yeah. They, they definitely have their work cut out for them for next year, but I'm sure they'll reload, retool. So Maryland moves on. They play Hopkins in the semis. Big rematch. I know Hopkins took them down earlier in the year. But, I mean, I think this game's going to be a coin flip. I mean, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a heavyweight match. Uh, I don't really even know what to expect. I think we've seen kind of a couple different Maryland teams this year. Um, they don't have that kind of one guy, right, uh, yeah. to take over where they where they have had in years past. And we talked about Hopkins a couple of episodes ago. They're just they're a, a sound unit as well. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm really excited to watch it for sure. One thing I will assume is my prediction is that Weirman is going to go back to being Weirman. I think in that last Hopkins game, they actually went a little over 50% against Weirman. And you could tell that there was a lot of just kind of just guessing on the whistle and nailing it by Hopkins, and they got a rhythm that way. I don't think Lightning can strike twice against Weirman like that. That that unit as a whole, I think, will be more prepared. Totally. Um, and Tillman's Tillman. Tillman's going to be yeah, right. And, and yeah, I mean, look, this like we've been saying this all season. This isn't just because this isn't the juggernaut of Maryland last year. That was a historical team. Doesn't mean they're not Maryland. Totally. I fully and I, I if I had you know I'm gonna I don't know what the spread is, um, but I'm gonna I'm going to go with Maryland in this game. I mean, this is tournament time for them. This it's hard, it's hard to beat shot. a team twice. Yeah. And then the last Big Ten matchup we had was Michigan over Ohio State. Ohio State kind of underperformed all year. They had some high expectations at the beginning of the year. Michigan, great to see them as a program really, you know, turning the corner, winning some big games. They beat they beat Maryland this year. It's um, a matter of time, man. Totally. And and Michigan plays Penn State. Your Nittany Lions in the semis. Penn State was idle this weekend, resting up by week. They, you know, they have their work cut out for them for sure. You know, it's not this isn't gonna be an easy out, but I'm I'm putting my uh my money on the Nittany Lions for sure. I think that this team has been, you know, finding ways to win all year, and and I see that kind of continuing. 
Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting. You, you get in these situations. Like, it's different. Maryland and Hopkins are going to the tournament no matter what happens. So is Penn State. Penn State's going to the tournament no matter what happens. Yep. They'll get a very good ranking if they show up. But if they lose in this first round, it'll affect their ranking. Michigan needs to impress. They need a win. They, so, need, a, they need to win the tournament, basically. Yeah, they, or at least, yes. They need to make, yeah, I agree with you. Um, or at least get to the to- get to the championship and make it an overtime game or something. Here's what's crazy about the Big Ten. You know, I wouldn't even know if I had to put money on a futures bet between the four of these teams, I wouldn't even know who to bet on. And this is the most wide open it's been in a couple of years. Usually it was Maryland and everybody else, but this is like impressive that the Big Ten is, has this much parity. And it's not parity like in middle of the road because they're mm-hmm. all beating each other. It's not like, n- not to knock, but nothing against CAA, but it's not like CAA parity. It's like, up here, but parity. Who's going to be fourth or fifth? 100%. You know, that's really impressive stuff. So, if Penn State doesn't come and play their A game, Michigan will absolutely knock them off. So, um, so quickly, quickly before we get into our interview with uh, Ryder Garnsey, let's talk about kind of that NCAA tournament. We have three yeah. teams that are clear one, two, three. I have no idea which one's going to get one, two, or three, but that's between Duke, Virginia, and Notre Dame. They've all kind of beaten each other up. And there's no really kind of way to distinguish them at this point, I feel like. Then we have Hopkins is locked, Penn State's locked, Maryland's locked, Cornell's locked, Georgetown basically, I'd say, locked in, Yale's basically locked in. Then we have the bubble of of Penn, Denver, Villanova, and then UNC sitting at 14 RPI with a game against Notre Dame left. They have a chance to play themselves in too. So yeah, we got some... You know, I wouldn't say it's as dramatic as of a bubble as we've seen in past years, but there's definitely a chance of some chaos to kind of turn out. If Notre Dame wins that game, I see it being Duke, Virginia, Notre Dame, one, two, three. If Virginia, if if, Duke, if uh, Notre Dame loses that game, then Jesus Christ, hold on to your hat. Um, but I'm going to assume that Notre Dame's going to take care of business and they're going to go one, two, three. The Big Ten champion is going to be four, as long as that Big Ten champion is Penn State, State Maryland. Maryland or Hopkins. or Hopkins. I could see the Penn State, I could see the Big Ten championship game loser being five as long as it's one of those three. Or Cornell maybe being five if they win the Ivy. Yeah. And if Cornell wins the Ivy, I could see them being, but here's the caveat to that. If they beat Princeton, who's ranked way lower and in the championship and they win, maybe there's still going to be six. So who knows? Totally. But I think I think it's a mixture of all of those schools for sure. Um, and then you're going to have, you know, the, the rest of, of what we're looking at here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this this tournament bubble, I love this time. I love – someone was talking about, do you love the AQs for the tournaments? I love it. Absolutely. I love it. You, get, you have teams that, you know, are all, you get the Cinderella teams, right? Everyone loves rooting for the Cinderella teams in the NCAA basketball tournament. And we've seen, you know, scenarios where – I remember Bryant going to the Dome one year and knocking off Syracuse. Um, you know, last year, Delaware was an AQ. They knocked off Georgetown. Uh, so there's Dude, great, great... Watch out for Towson, man. That, so Delaware rematches Towson in the first round of the CAA tournament. So that's a big I rematch. Towson. And CAA's a one-bid league. So, right, whoever wins that league. CAA's a one-bid league. The, the Patriot League's a one-bid league. You know, BU sitting at 13 RPI right now at 10-3. and three. It's between them and Army right now. And and unfortunately, I think the loser of that Pat League championship doesn't make the tournament. I agree with you. And who knows? Who knows what Lehigh can do? They have the best faceoff man in the country. Lehigh is in an absolute barn burner right now. 
with um six four right now in the third quarter versus Lafayette. That's uh might not be the most fun game to watch, but that's a hard hat and lunch pail game. But yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. These all these tournaments, who knows how they're gonna shake out. It's gonna be such exciting lacrosse to watch, you know, Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday. I don't know, there's some games. So big weekend of college across, exciting weekend. I'm I'm pumped to tune in. I'm I'm not doing much this weekend, uh, so I'm gonna be locked in on the couch after after running that thirteen point two and just icing down my calves and watching some lacrosse. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be icing a lot of things that day. <laughs> well, man, that's a great recap. And uh, without further ado, I'd love to turn it over to our interview with uh, Redwoods Lacrosse Club member Ryder Garnsey. A very special welcome to Rise Up the Podcast to Ryder Garnsey, member of the Redwoods Lacrosse Club, coach at Notre Dame. We are very pumped to have you on. It's a great time of the year for both Notre Dame and Redwoods. I'm pumped to get Ryder on. I've known you since. I don't know, like seventh grade. Usually we have a lot of Greg and uh, Scotty's friends on, so it's good to get one of my guys on. I know you guys were teammates too, but Greg, I was teammates with Ryder probably 15 years before you were. So, man, pumped to have you on. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to chop it up with you boys. Yeah, the uh, the first thing I want to ask you about is, you know, people. I don't, if people don't know, Ryder Garnsey is an assistant coach for Notre Dame. How are things going in South Bend right now? Uh, things are good. You know, we uh, we lost this weekend. I don't think that we played as well as we would like. Um, you know, part of that's us. Part of that's we played a good, you know, Virginia team. So that's going to happen when uh, when you play good teams more often than, than not. Um, but things are good. You know, we feel good about where we are in the season. You know, we've only lost to them. Uh, we've got, you know, some solid wins under our belt. And we're looking to get better here for, uh, for UNC this weekend. We got a big one in Chapel Hill and then, you know, hopefully in the tournament this year. I'd love to ask you about kind of, you know, I think we spoke last year towards the end of the season, and I know kind of everyone was scratching their heads about, you know, you guys being left out on that outside looking in on the bubble. What was the mindset going into this season because of that? You know, is it, you know, different or is it, you know, status quo or does that in the back of your minds? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, for each individual guy, it certainly motivates them or I think that it, I think that it does. I think that it should. Um, but at the same time, that's last year. This is this year with, you know, a, a 30% new locker room or whatever the numbers shake out to be. So, um, you know, it, it's always last year was last year. This is this year. But uh, certainly we want to make a point of that this year, I think. Um, but like I said, yeah, I think it definitely motivates guys individually. I don't think that's something we talk about, though. Yeah, I think, that you know, it's interesting. I remember when we played uh... – when I played with the Lizards and we lost in 2014 in the uh, semifinals and guys were talking about, you know, coming into camp before the season started, you know, you know, like last year was last year. Like, I don't want to talk about last year. And I was actually very adamant, like as a captain, I was like, no, we got to talk about last year because you only learn from the really shitty moments. So what did we do? in that moment not x's and o's but what about character wise what about effort wise what about accountability wise that we're not going to repeat so that we can win this thing in 2015 you know from a mindset of the leaders that were there last year do you know talk about some guys in your locker room that are leaders that have kind of set the tone for the season you guys are having this year yeah i mean i think that that's certainly a big part of it um like you said you definitely want to learn from the past right we were um I don't want to say a young team last year, but we've got a lot of guys back who, 
Um, certainly gained valuable experience both on the field but also off the field in terms of their leadership. Um, not that they were bad leaders, but I think they've certainly you know taken things up a notch this year. Um, you hear Coach Coach Corrigan talk about how it's one of the most player-led teams that he's been a part of. Um, you've got guys like like Pat Cav who has seemingly been around the program for you know, 10 years he's been in the locker room, it seems like, um, who who leads in his way. You've got a guy like Liam Entenman who has, I mean, grown up so much over the last three years. Um, it's it's insane, certainly dude. always been an insane goalie. Uh, you've got uh, a guy like Man- Max Maniak who, uh, you know, if you're, if you're not as familiar with our program, you might not know a lot about, but sort of leads from the back, um, does a great job with that. Um, you've got guys like, uh, obviously, Brian Tevlin. So now I've just named all our captains who are doing a great job. Those are the guys that come to my mind first, you know. Um, but you've also got guys like Griffin Wesson, who's back for a fifth year, um, you know, playing not as big of a role as he has in the past, but has, has bought into his role and has been huge for our locker room, has been working his butt off. So, yeah, I think that those, you know, those are great examples of guys that have, have taken it up a notch this year. Yeah. That's such a great point about, you know, people buying into their roles. And I think that's, you know, what makes a championship team a championship team, right? Not everyone can have the ball at once. Not everyone's going to be a 60-point scorer, but you need those secondary, tertiary scorers to to make the engine go. And that's, you know, hearing that definitely shows why, you know, Notre Dame is where they are right now. But, man, I'd love to kind of have you talk about your transition from being a player at Notre Dame to being a coach, like taking on that different role, uh, putting on a different hat. Yeah, it's uh, it's been... It's been a lot of fun. You know, it has been a lot of fun. Um, I certainly loved every bit of my four years here as a player. Um, and I, I'm very, very grateful to still be around the program, helping out. Um, it's certainly been a learning experience. You know, I'm hanging out with Coach uh, <laughs> seven hours a day, it seems like. Um, so that that's going to change you right there, right? Um, but I've certainly had to look at the game from a different perspective. Um I played attack my whole life. That's that was what I was thinking about, you know, the whole time that I was on a field. Um, so it's it's been a lot of fun, honestly, sitting in film all day with with KC and Coach Woj and Coach Wells, who have so much to to teach me. Honestly, it's been it's been it's been a blast um, getting to learn a lot about the game, really. Yeah, and and you know what? When I was out there for your guys' uh, coaches clinic this year, I got you know the joy of watching you guys practice, and it was like the level of person that each person on each player on your team is, like the character. An <laughs> undesirable shows up. Oh my god, coming in hot. See, we got to we got to right off the field. Fucking four hundred dollars cash. We got a Notre Dame grad showing up on time. We got a Notre Dame grad showing up late. Come on, two different two different Notre Dame grads. Yeah. So, like I was saying, the character level of the current <laughs> team is really really impressive. Like it's it, as soon as you every single person looks you right in the eye, shake your hand. Guys are keeping each other accountable. You know, I saw you guys scrimmage, and it wasn't just like a couple errant passes and guys just getting on each other. One of my biggest pet peeves when I'm out of practice and guys are just kind of like not performing up to snuff, you just hear guys like, come on, pick it up. It's like that, dude. But instead, like it was just like a positive vibe. Do you think that comes from the um, the camaraderie or do you think it comes from just the um, confidence of like, yo, we're good. We just have to get, get better every day. 
Yeah, I think that it's both. You know, I, I don't think that you can have that accountability where you're getting on guys if you don't have a close-knit group in your locker room, you know? So I think that that's certainly where the camaraderie comes into it. That's honestly one of the most rewarding parts for me is we've got great guys. You know, that coach does a great job, and, and Coach Wells and Woj do a great job of identifying those guys. We recruit great people, or we try to. Um, so I think that that's sort of what you get when you when you get 50 of those guys that, you know, coaches vetted in some capacity. Uh, and, I, I, yeah, I think that's a great quality of our team. Hey, Ryan, so, sometimes you recruit a convict or two, and, and you, you, you know, you get some results. You yeah, know. you know, you you need a uh, you need a little bit of friction in the locker room. Everyone, <laughs> everybody can't be like minded all the time. Oh yeah, you calling Edmund Little Rig yet, or what's what's good with that, dude? I've co- I coached Edmund at uh, Project Nine when he was coming up, and he is uh, dude, he's a, he's a good kid. He's just a good kid. I wish I could call myself a good kid when I was his age. <laughs> I wasn't a good kid, but he was uh, he's a good kid, dude. He's a good kid, and he's he's like a grown-ass man. I think he's more mature than me. What am I, 36 now? So, I mean, come on. We need a higher bar than that, dude. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. Let's switch Let's switch gears here because I want to talk about the PLL just dropped their schedule. Um, give us a couple dates that you have circled already on that. Um, I mean, the first one, right? I think that's yeah. that's the most obvious. That should be the, the one circled first. Um I know that we play Atlas. I saw that it, it opens the season for the PLL. We're on uh, ABC, which is exciting. Um, at the same time, you, you just prepare for it like you would any other game. I know that that's like the boring, the boring coaches talking me, but but that's the reality. I'm, I'm certainly you know excited to get up there uh, for camp. Uh, hopefully, I'm a little bit late because we've got a little uh, a, a schedule conflict at that point in the year. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, we play uh, the Cannons a couple times. We we had some guys uh, go to the Cannons in free agency. Um, so, you know, it's going to be fun to compete against those guys. Um, Finn Sullivan, Hartzell, and, and, and Matty Cav, obviously, who's um, I've had the chance to play with for a while now. So it's going to be uh, interesting to, to be on the other side of things. Um, yeah, those are a couple that, that stick out. Hey. Hey, Rod, watching you play and, like, kind of, you know, getting to know you a little bit, just watching, like, your demeanor off the field, right? And then, like, honestly, you know, you're a fucking mellow guy, right? Like, you chill guy. <laughs> and, like, watching you on the field just turn into a goddamn menace. Like, what what is that like? Is that something you – because I, I always treated – when I play pro, I always treat it like I have an alter ego. I treat it like WWE. Once I get that eye black on, once I get the fresh shave in my head, I'm fucking I'm, – I'm that guy. I'm not – you know, I'm not Scotty Rogers anymore. So, um, what what do you treat it like on game day? Like, what's what are you trying to do? Are you trying to compete, or is it competing? Or are you trying to get under guys' skin? I think I'm I'm trying to compete as hard as I can. I don't, you know, like you said, my personality off the field is pretty mellow. Um, that personality doesn't really work on the field. You know, you <laughs> it doesn't fly. So, um, I don't I don't know if it's like a conscious decision, but it's just I'm I'm trying to win. So. If that's what it takes, and that's what it takes, and I gotta, you know, I don't know, I sort of lose my mind out there a little bit. But that's, <laughs> that's the reality, you know. Yeah, that's just bro. what it takes for me. Some guys are, are like that twenty four seven, and that's cool. That's them. That's <laughs> well, not I'm gonna me. Die a lot quick. I'm gonna die a little sooner than you, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I think that's one yeah. of the beautiful things about playing a competitive sport, though, especially a high level sport. Is one of the biggest things I'm gonna miss from playing is that gave me my outlet to just let it all hang out. Right. Like 
throughout the day you are at work or you're a coach or, you know, you're a husband or whatever. And then when you, like Scotty said, you put the eye black on, you get to run out on the field and you just get to be a freaking psychopath. And, you know, when the game's over, you're just kind of like, Ugh. you know, now I can, I can rest for a week and do that again next weekend. Right. Right. What do the kids think? You know, the guys you coach, right? Like what do they, cause they definitely watch you play. I mean, you're, you're stunned. What do they think? Like, do you ever get any talk about like they ever ask like what the fuck like Jesus? Yeah, you know, every once in a while, um, <laughs> someone will bring it, bring something up. Some clip will surface on Instagram or something. And they'll be like, "Oh, coach, uh, you know what's going on there?" Um, yeah. And it's it's like a you know do as I say, not as I do type of deal. <laughs> Jerry, hey, Jerry Byrne, don't 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 even feel bad about that because Jerry Byrne, when I first met him, he was teaching guys kayaks in Lake Plastic. <laughs> He was teaching guys kayaks and takeaways. We get to the first day of practice at Notre Dame, and he's our, he gets introduced. And uh, he's like, we're just going to play a GLE. You're going to stay disciplined. Anyone that goes over the head is down the end line. We're like, I just watched you strip 10 guys at Lake Placid, brother. What are you talking about? You know, yeah. Like, like you said. Yeah. I, it's weird. I think I sort of have some of those same tendencies when I'm coaching. Like, I some some of the things that I do, I you know, I wouldn't coach. Not because, like can't be effective but like if that's your plan a it's probably a bad plan <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i also think there's something to be said about the fact that every single athlete can benefit from the basics and then you have to prove you can do the basics before you can do other stuff and you have to earn that and it's funny like when you say graduation from college you graduate you literally graduate to the point where you're allowed to do other stuff right like i didn't play at all the way i played in college and I talk about Jeremy Sieverts all the time as kind of an example, right? Jeremy Sieverts played in college. He was very much like a system midfielder. Yeah. And then he goes to the pros and they're like, now you can do whatever the hell you want. And he's like, oh, bombing twos like a crazy person, yeah, diving in the crease. I watched um, him play a butler, dude. He was like so generic, yeah. Dude, and like that's the thing is like once the cuffs are off, you can be more human. And I think, you know, you, this happens in every like NBA. Those guys don't play like they do in college. Right. Like if you play like that in college, you get cut in two seconds. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, your your style of play fits you, but you also it fits within the offense of the Redwoods. Now, speaking of the Redwoods, you're going to just lose people this year. You've gained. What are you looking forward to in the draft? What are you looking forward to, to, to hopefully picking up? What kind of athletes? Oh, wow. What do we need? I, I've 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 seen some of the uh, I saw the mock draft today on Inside Lacrosse. Uh, I don't know if that was today, but I saw it today. And I disagree with that. I can tell you that much. They, they had us drafting a, a face-off guy. I think we've got a pretty good one in TD. <laughs> yeah, so, you have a pretty decent face-off guy. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. took the mock draft? Who picked that? Uh, Kyle Devitt? Who's that? It was on Inside Lacrosse. I don't know who I don't yeah. know who came yeah. up with this, this mock draft. Trust. The brain trust. Whoever came up with that <laughs> – Take his writing privileges away. I'm pulling that shit up right now. Oh, there he goes. Now you get started a whole day. It's yep, all yep. now. Now you're in trouble. Let's God, see here. Yeah, TD's pretty good. I think, like I said, I, you lose Maddie. Maddie's, you know how Matt, I think Maddie's one of the most clutch. Fucking man, he's a clutch. But in a sense, bro, you play, you guys have I've always reminded me of very similar uh, skill. I, I mean, you guys are both creative. You're both like kamikazes the way you dodge. You're going to take the hit and get one and get a bucket. I 
I don't know. I, it's gonna, I think it's a great opportunity for you to 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 kind of have that 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 creativity. And now you're just the guy. I know Maddie's one of your good friends, but I just always, you know. It's yeah, I mean, I think that there's there's part of that. Um, there, you know, there's six guys on offense, right? So, yeah, yeah. Wow, and only so much field. But at the same time, you're always better with Matt Cavanaugh on your team. Yeah, um, yeah. That that's just the way that I look at it. So I, I me too. I love sorry. playing with that guy. Would would take him on my team any day of the week. Right. Are there any any locations you're pumped about this summer? Um, I I mean honestly, Denver last year. Uh, we play the Cannons again this year. Um, the, it, part of it was a throwback. Unis, those are sweet. Um, but the atmosphere was great. You know, Peter Barton Stadium is cool. Um, just as you know, standalone. But then you add the the packed crowd. Um, it's a night game, and I think it is again this year, which was freaking awesome. Um, we won. It's we're gonna be playing the Cannons again, so uh, that that that's the one that sticks out uh, in my head the most. Playing in the Stars really cool. That's a great venue. Um, yeah. As a goalie, as a goalie, it's it's oof. it's tough. That backdrop yeah, is tough. There. Yeah, you can't see that thing really. That's well. interesting. I gotta let it fly. I guess. Let in it fly. Dude, two, hey, two bombs. You might break a record. <laughs> I, I gotta get one two before I retire. Oh, that's dude, my goal. I got. Hey, I you got, got that a good range. Two. Dude, I got a good play, tip for play you. In you know, the, play in the Sixes tournament. You can get like 12. <laughs> yeah, I might hey, be able to hit one in there. Dude, like, I was just with Kevin I, Brown. I, was just, I don't know who wrote this article, but Kevin Brown tweeted it out. You're at out of their goddamn minds. They're high as a kite over there. Yeah. You know, some people take some people edibles are legal someplace. Yo, <laughs> someone's on something. They're, you know, look, I love Petey LaSalle, and I think he should absolutely be the first or second face-off guy in the draft, but yeah, but not to T D, right? You have a top four face-off guy. Yeah. Like you're yeah, good. Kevin Brown is uh, spending too much time with Aaron Rodgers. Little peyote, <laughs> a little too much. A little too much peyote. I'm looking. I'm looking at the locations right now. I see Long Island is until the playoffs. Going to be a tough time to get you out in Montauk. Yeah, it's going to be tough to head out there after for the uh, the old Fourth of July. Not, I thought you were a Nantucket. You're not. Aren't you a Nantucket guy? No, you're a Montauk guy. You know, honestly, I love being at the lake in New Hampshire. That's my favorite spot to be. Um, my parents got a little place on one of the islands that is it is A1. Um, but one year we played on uh, at Hofstra on like July 3rd, or maybe it was July 4th. Um, so we were just there and we hopped, you know, <laughs> we, we headed, uh, headed east right after the game. It was a good time. You guys got to hit Long Beach, man. That's my spot. It's a little blue. Oh, college. God, Scotty. Spot. Long Beach, man. I don't know. A little too chippy. <laughs> God, it is you're built for long. I, it's like, hey, you bump into a guy, you get a beer, you're like, what the fuck you just say? You're like, what? Dude, everybody's looking for a reason to fight in Long Beach. Jesus Christ. Well, that's why I go Anytime there. Anytime after 7 o'clock, you won't find me in Long Beach. Touche. Anytime after midnight, you'll find me in Long Beach. Hey, actually, real quick, real quick. It, you know Matty Ward, right? Yeah, that Wardo. was not good. Yeah, that wasn't so good. Wardo, my first year in 2010 with the Lizards. I went out yeah, to John. Long Beach. Matty Ward and, and Dino were like, hey, come on out to Long Beach for the day. Go out there. My first experience with Twisted Tea, and we're hanging out out there. And Wardo lasted about three hours. I'm talking 4 p.m. Kid was face down. Yeah. So unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm telling you, that place, man, It's uh, it's a, it holds a really big place in my heart. Yeah, I, I bet. I, I bet. love it. You know what we'll do? It. We'll do a special one day where Scotty sits around, sips on some wine, and tells us stories about Long Beach. Uh, um, Irish, car, Irish car bombs there, buddy. It's, That's it's funny. It's, it's funny. You know, you guys, you guys mentioned earlier. You know, Ryder's pretty mellow off field, and you know, 
big time competitor. He might even be a bigger competitor when we're playing Madden. I see he's got that TV rig set up in the back. Which one's, which one's the Madden screen? Oh, honestly, the big one. The Is big that one. The- yeah. <laughs> Are you a day trader? What's going on back there? I think well, you're I, you games. Yeah, game you game. know what? I just I moved into a, a an apartment in uh in the fall and it was a brand new spot. So yeah, we went a little crazy. We got a couple TVs <laughs> up there. Uh I, just, I normally got the <laughs> go the Xbox on the big one, and then I got while well, I'm playing with my boys, and then I got, you know, the whatever sports are on. Uh, Dude, at night on the exactly. other two, man, yeah, 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 good. man again. Yeah, it's a, a good, good life. Out. You're living a guy out in South Bend. You can live a good life. Uh, yeah, I'm living a good life. I'm living yeah. a good oh, life. Yeah. So, Ryder, speaking of that, like, what are your aspirations? Like, do you want to continue your coaching path? Like, is your goal to be a, a head coach in college one day? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I am, you know, in incredibly happy in the role that I'm in. Um, certainly. Uh, helps that it's at my alma mater i mean i i would rather be here than anywhere else so um i'm i'm incredibly happy to be here i definitely want to you know progress in in the coaching world um but you know right now i am i'm insanely happy to be here we got a great team i'm not looking to to ditch this team certainly um so yeah i'm happy to be here and it you know progresses as slowly or as as fast as that right right i was trying Right, I always try to describe to these guys. It, it's a, it's a definitely a unique place, man. Like when you go to Notre Dame, I call it the bubble, right? It's like once you get in there, it's like something like intoxicating, right? It's like you're in it, and it's like you, you know, you could go like ten minutes outside of you know the main gates, and you're like, oh shit, you like snap out of it. But when you're in it, dude, it's like I'm all in everything Notre Dame, like anything South Dining Hall. <laughs> It's like everything, you know what I mean? You know, it's funny, Scotty. I totally, totally agree with you, first of all. Second of all, I moved, like I said, I moved at the beginning of the year. And Eddie Street, which was probably brand new when you were here, maybe yeah, not even Street yeah. Um, It extended like a block. And I moved to the end of that block. So I'm really close to school. And yeah. even that slight move, I feel like I'm sort of in that bubble. <laughs> Uh, even when I go home, yeah, yeah it's, it's a cool place. It's like you got the Chipotle. You're right by the Chipotle. Yeah, yeah. The, the block past the Chipotle. So yeah, yeah I mean Chipotle yeah. quite often. <laughs> I mean Notre Dame's also got some buzz right now with the basketball program. You guys just landed Shrewsbury. Yeah, just yeah. landed Shrewsbury. We actually uh, just this kid just flipped. He's top 100 recruit um was committed to penn state he's yeah. now coming to to notre dame son, and yeah, very he cool. went to my high school so we're gonna hopefully get that pipeline going my high school is an insane basketball school um i was in you know class with donovan mitchell when i was in high school just to give you like a barometer of where they're at yeah. Um, and yeah the first brewster kid is coming or the first brewster kid in in my you know since i've been connected to notre dame yeah oh um, uh, brewster brewster hockey right too uh, no. I mean, I played they're, hockey. They're we were not, we were not awesome, but I, okay. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it for the hockey team. You know, cause I know Notre Dame when I was, I mean, it's still that way, right? Notre Dame hockey's hockey's always still killing it, right? Yeah. They're still killing it. They're there. And this is the first year they missed in a while. I think. Yeah. Yeah, in, in, in high school, we used to scrimmage. My high school was scrimmage Brewster every year and we'd see Ryder with his long hair and his line mate Johnny Mack played at Loyola. It was nasty, and we just all were playing Broster. These kids with the <laughs> long hair, 
<laughs> yeah, that that uh, that might not have been a bad uh, nickname for us at that time. I don't know, dude. I've seen I've seen the Ryder Garnsey high school highlight tape, and I I would want nothing to do with that. Slick mitts, Jesus slick mitts, Christ, yeah, man. Slick mitts. Had slick kids mitts. on skates. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, the lacrosse players in high school are better these days than they were. It's that. insane. Well, well, I think hey, I think it's the insane. hockey. I think the hockey background. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Like, didn't Cav play hockey too? Ryder was yeah, a goalie, Scotty, in hockey. Was yeah, he? I was. Yeah, but that, was. that's why you're a little. I mean, that's why that explains a lot. Why you're a little psychotic. Yeah, people are are always shocked to hear that. It doesn't, you know, the skill set doesn't really, you know, translate at yeah. all. Yeah, I, I, I thought you'd be dangling good. guys on the ice. Now, all right, that's. Yeah, I was. I was try- trying to stop pucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny too because. Uh, Ryder and I's boy, Pat Frazier, was also an awesome hockey goalie, big lefty shooter at Hopkins. It's funny how you two were both kind of goalies and big lefties in lacrosse. Yeah, and if you remember Josh Dion at Duke, he was a like a D1 hockey goalie as well, another lefty. There's got to be something going on there. There has to be some sort of thing. Yo, something Jerry, going on Jerry there. Like he swears up and down that Ned Karate was like the greatest hockey player he'd ever seen. Yeah, I mean... I, I've heard I that. I, I wouldn't doubt that, dude. I don't know anything about him really, but uh, I've heard that. And who am I to say no? Yeah, I'll I tell you what. It. I'll tell you what. Because I went to school at Villanova, where there's a ton of New Jersey kids, and they always gas up New Jersey hockey, and I just kind of no. scoff <laughs> at them. I'm like, you guys have no idea what hockey is. You didn't play New England prep hockey. Like, give me a break. It's like it, it's like fucking, it's like fucking Long, Long Island players. football players, bro. Like when we say, oh, "I played Long Island football," it's like, yo, you team up. We team up with. New York City to play against New Jersey in the Outback Bowl. We have to team up. <laughs> so it's like, we're not that good. You know what I mean? And the PA could come and shit on all three of us if they Everybody. wanted to. So we're not that good. You just got to put it in perspective sometimes. Let's let's bring this back to lacrosse real quick. Um, <laughs> sure can. <laughs> Ryder, I know as a team, obviously, you guys want to win a championship, and you certainly have the amount of uh, talent to do it this summer. Give us some personal goals for you, though. Like, what are some personal things that you want to achieve this year? Um, shit. Uh, be a net positive on our team, certainly in the locker room. Um, I know that, you know, we like I said, we lost a, a bunch of guys this offseason. So if I can be a, a, a good force and, you know, in the leadership, then that's awesome. Um, obviously, you know, scoring goals is cool. That's sort of what I'm supposed to do, playing an attack. Um, so I love to, to score as many goals as I can. That that usually means that our team's doing better, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I I don't really think about the you know the personal stuff too much. Um, That's Lyle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there yeah there are a lot of phenomenal players that <laughs> you know you gotta you gotta be uh, playing at your best to even put yourself in that conversation. So the personal stuff will come certainly more often when our team's doing better. So yeah, um, uh, score a lot of goals, help our team win a bunch of games. Which uh, which city are you most jacked up to play in? Uh, I think I think Denver. I think that that was just so much fun last yeah. year. Um, we're playing the Cannon, so we've got that. Uh, I don't know if that's the first time we play them or the second time we play them. I sort of hope it's the first time. First you know time, the PLL, you, know. you know the PLL. You know how the PLL hypes up shit. It's gonna be like Capital yeah. versus the Woods. It's gonna be. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad that I don't have to be guarding him. I'm not jealous of of Blaze, uh, and Arden, and those guys, yeah. uh, or our goalie, uh, J- Jack or Timmy. Uh, yeah, but it's gonna be a lot of fun to play against. What do you sure. think of the move to for the All Star game at, in Kentucky? 
or you yeah, know that's Louisville, right yeah i think that's cool i mean i'm in i'm in south bend so that's a, a short trip away for me <laughs> um uh our our sports information guy was actually talking to me today about how cool the stadium there is yeah. um that's a positive i don't really know much Where about we, we used well, to talk i had a couple of my buddies Huh? Used to play a lot. Bellarmine, remember Bellarmine? Yeah, we used to have to play the, in the Gwill, which was a little different than. Uh, <laughs> well, they. Right I had a couple of friends from Penn State say, "Oh, you know, I wonder why they're doing that. That's weird." I was like, "It's only weird if you look at the way things have been done in the past, which is try to go to a hotbed or a place where lacrosse is established." I think Louisville is actually brilliant because the, what PLL is trying to do is trying to present lacrosse to a broader audience. You're not gonna make this sport get any bigger or get the players paid more and get the ratings higher if only lacrosse people who are lacrosse people now are watching it. So, like, you know, you guys are playing on ABC. Massive, right? Then also, you go to Louisville where there is a women's team, a good one. They have a stadium. They have infrastructure. But men's lacrosse is still a thing that needs to be built around there. So if you're introducing this to a brand new state, brand new audience, that's how you're going to make lacrosse more mainstream. I really like it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the reality of the situation is the more fans, the better, right? So yeah. if we can, if we can go there and put on a a good product, or we the All Stars can go. Well, there we go. There's a personal goal. I, I'll try to be an All Star this year. Um, it's not even. It's not even like you're gonna be. An I'll vote. <laughs> Thanks, I've, I'll hold you to that. I'll shoot you a text when it's time to vote. Interesting. I'm sure he has a vote. Um, but if the guys can go there and put on a good product and captivate the audience, then then that's great for the game. Uh, I think it. It's a positive either way. If you if you go to Long Island or Philly or something like that, all those people that are going to be going to that game are probably already you know hooked on the lacrosse thing. So yeah. it's and it's, it's also, I remember the the MLL issue. What I always said for years was like the MLL would market to little kids that played lacrosse in hotbeds, and I was like the only market that's not around in summer weekends. Are the kids from Long Island and Philly and Maryland because they're playing (laughs) games. I remember Joe Spelina, our head coach of the Lizards, used to schedule tournaments the same day as Lizards games. (laughs) Like his team, his club teams in Maryland, and we're playing in Hofstra with an empty stadium. So yeah, I I like I like how I really like how I remember at least in 2019, there were a lot of like like 20s and 30-somethings in the stands. And that was something you weren't really used to in the MLL, unless you went to Bayhawk Stadium and you saw the drunk people in the end zone. <laughs> you, need, you, need, you need booze. Yeah, yeah I mean, booze. I, I was spoiled because my first year uh, out of college was the PLL, so I don't, yeah. I don't know what what you guys were used to. No, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know about getting paid fucking seven grand, do you? <laughs> I sick. fortunately I don't. It's sick. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Let me tell you. <laughs> It's like getting paid four hundred for a game, going to the bar and saying, "Hey, we just broke even for the weekend. Let's uh, let's go, let's go call it." Ryder, yeah, it's 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 been cool and a little bit surprising that um, you know, there's been certainly been plenty of fans that you wouldn't have expected. Like you said, it's not the it's not the fifteen year old kid from Baltimore who. Nah, dude, we were Philly, Ryder. We were Philly for the you know live show. We we were like amazed at just. Dude, it was unreal. unreal. Like the, the uh, just the, the different parody of fans. I mean, it was like just regular bros drinking. Like, yo, this is fun. Like we're at a sporting event, which you would never see. 
And then there were just like dads that were like, hey, Greg and Scotty were like, hey. Because <laughs> yeah, the dads are the only ones who remember us playing at this point. Yeah, right. You guys should be playing. I'm like, dude, you're, you're 45. Before we get you out of here, Ryder, I, I like to ask one controversial rules question. Do you see the NCAA eventually getting a two-point line? Wow, that's a good question. Don't don't ask Coach Corrigan because I know he'll freak out about it. But I, yeah, I know it is. Yeah, uh, do I see it? I mean, I think you could, right? Like twenty years ago, when you had the horn and the shot clock was like the smallest bit of somebody's brain, nobody would have expected the game to be played the way that it is today. Yeah. Uh, so I'm um, maybe I, I get that's a. That's such a cop-out. That's such a cop-out. I'll, I'll go, yes, I could see it eventually. I don't think that it's anytime soon, but, I mean, we've got the shot clock. The game is, is certainly better than it was 20 years ago. Can, can, uh, I, can, I, can I ask him one question? Because we asked Apple, and Apple had probably uh, my, my point of view on it, the crease dive. Uh, what, do we, what do we think I'll here, Ryan? Let's view on this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, I, I, oof. The, I think that the small cone thing is – a waste of time. I, I don't know. I think it's impossible. I don't think that it's officiated correctly, but I don't think that that's on the refs. I think that it's just they're put in an impossible situation to think about 17 different things and the guy get pushed. Did he not? Did he make contact with the goalie? Did he not? Did the ball go in before he le- like? So I think that it's probably easier for the refs and like the guys playing to eliminate it. Now, I'm a fan of it <laughs> because yeah, I think that's like, that's that's your thing. And, like it, ha- it's a way that I can score that I couldn't have scored when I was in college. So I don't. I'm not in favor of getting rid of it. I think that the the refs are put in a terrible spot with how the rules written, and I don't have a solution to that. So well, I'm, well, well I was, I was because I asked Apple this. We make we get rid of the inside crease or the first crease or whatever the fuck they call it. We make the crease itself just a yard bigger, and we allow guys to dive however they want with impunity so in order to protect the goalies because the odds of it being a, a yard wider in diameter the odds of you landing into the goalie's knees is way lower so the the thing about hey, the thing about this is now i've oh, never I been, asked i asked Ryder scotty i don't care because i'm the goalie <laughs> yeah, i'll let the goalie go i'll let I'm the goalie go- I'm, I'm actually the guy getting dove into so if you're gonna play a victim as a goalie and you're just gonna get dove into then yes it sucks if you're going to be – I've always been known to, like, come out and close that door, take the penalty, and then maybe it doesn't happen again. Maybe a guy like Ryder – probably not Ryder. Ryder will keep coming. But most guys would be like, you know what? I I don't want to get that shit every time I get throwing myself in the crease. So I think it's the way a goalie handles it too. Like, so if you're going to sit back on your heels, put your knees back, you're going to be in a defenseless position and your knees are going to get, you know, hyperextended. But if you're actually going to make a – like a – I guess like a proactive play to defend yourself. I think it, I think that you can make it work. Okay. I, I think Scotty like, like so I, I don't know. Go ahead. Scott. Go ahead. Ryder. Oh my God. Oh, here we go. You froze for a sec, Scotty. Okay. On the end of well, that. We get the gist. Ryder, go yeah. ahead and answer. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think that it would on, honestly, I don't think that it would discourage the angle of the play enough to warrant making that decision based on how much that would impact the game in other ways. Um, now that's sort of a boring answer. Scotty's got certainly a more exciting, nuanced <laughs> answer. Um, 
but that that's my opinion. Like if the crease is bigger, I'm I'm definitely still diving. No, that's <laughs> point. I, honestly, I might be diving more frequently because now I don't. I have to leave my feet earlier in order to get the angle to but get that's the shot. Ryder, that's my point. Is if you're making like for instance, if they were saying we dunking is bad for basketball, we're breaking the rims. How can we incentivize guys not to dunk? Okay, well then you make an arc that's a little bit wider away from the goal. So my thing is like if the if the crease itself is lar- is bigger, it's harder for you to dive far enough to injure the goalie. Definitely. But gonna try it though. It's not so far where it's ridiculous and you can never score by diving in the crease. Yeah, I mean I I mean I definitely think that it's possible that uh like that yard gives the goalies enough time to either get out of the way or the frequency of me getting far enough to hit them makes a difference. It would have to be like a trial and error thing, though, because I'm definitely still going. I'm definitely still watching. <laughs> we want you to go. I want yeah. you to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, Ryder, it's been a blast having you on, fellas. We got anything else to Ryder before we, we let him go? Go Irish. Go Irish. Yeah. Pumped to have you on. We're rooting for you. Uh, Notre Dame, we're rooting for you this summer with the Redwoods. Great having you on, bud. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Welcome back, everyone. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Ryder Garnsey. It was a blast having him on. We appreciate him taking time to come on and chop it up with us. You know, one thing that I wanted to touch upon before we, we leave, um, you know, Scotty, first off, welcome welcome back. Hey, guys. How Good are seeing you? you. I know you coached those kids up. We get, made sure to give a big shout-out to 42 Performance LLC. We Thank know you you're grinding hard. On. Keep the electric on, you know? I hear you, man. I hear you. But uh, we talked a little bit about Ryder with Ryder about the PLL schedule coming up, and uh, you know some new locations, some returning locations that they've had success at. Uh, we talked a little bit about Ryder about the Louisville, Kentucky for the All Star game. What I want to ask you guys, which I didn't have a chance to bring up, are are they not going to do the USA versus PLL All Stars this year? No. Why? And I thought that was awesome. When you they like you like that game? Up. You like that game? I right? love that yeah. game. Yeah. Hey, that game was that game was always awesome for the MLL guys. Yeah, because they were also, just but they also were fucking for the pissed. Exactly right because all right, so PLL All Star game normally it's it's let's like the NBA All Star game. It's hard to watch. It's just a lot of people going up and down the field, launching two bombs, throwing around the world, doing jump. Right? It's it's whatever. Yeah. It's an All Star game when. The MLL played the USA team in 2018. I think the MLL always won. It's the USA team that's preparing to go leave to go play their world games versus the guys who just got cut. And the and guys who game. are on, I will tell you right now, I'm, I'm glad it was a good game. The guys who are on the USA team freaking hated it because one, it doesn't prepare you for anything because you're playing by MLL rules and all you've done all of training camp is try to reprogram your reprogram your brain to play at a slow international pace because if you try to play at a fast pace, you play yeah. right into Canada's hands. Yeah. And you're playing the guys who you feel bad for because you're like, I really want to be on this team and I know how badly you wanted it and you're my boy, but I know you want to cut my head off right now. Yeah. So it was always you're if USA wins that game, it's always a shock to me because I always wa- it, it, it's the worst. I always watched I always watched uh I always watched Joey Walters and Willie Vanny on those on those days, bro. And those two guys, bro, every fucking game, man, they would have like five, six goals. You're like, yo, you knew this was gonna happen. 
Like, Dude, you know what I always wondered? I always wondered for like the one or two guys that are on that all-star team that didn't like try out for Team USA and are like on the team. How like, awkward oh, like, is yeah, like the guy that, because the guy that everybody was... else is in the huddle, like fuck these guys. Yeah, you know they think they're and the other guys are like, nah, I just wanted to play in the all-star one game. Like, Yo, uh, I made my first all-star game, man. <laughs> so, so you think there's you think there's no shot that that happens? No I don't chance. think. I think because I think Paul, Paul knows that is in control. Yeah. Um, and I know that, you know, he's in close contact with USA Lacrosse. I- I'm not going to say they won't do it, but I would be surprised, especially because the PLL is even further away from international. It's shorter field. It's a faster shot clock. I I don't really see it. Say I, I totally agree with your perspective as a player, as someone who's been in that position. But as a viewer, don't oh, you absolutely think you aren't. Yeah, it's a better yeah, product. It's a better product. 100%. And, and don't you think the PLL is all about putting out the best product? My point is... is You're such a you're such an antagonizer. No, no. It's a great side. It's a great point. It's That's great. Why I'm it is saying, good. Yeah, maybe there's a chance. I just think that Paul is also, even though he's a good businessman, he will find a way around it because he's also a Team USA alumni. And there's nothing more that a Team USA alumni wants than for the USA to win again. Like, so so there's two things here, I think. There's entertainment, which is a fan would want the best game of comp- competition. Now, what you don't realize is a lot of us that make those All-Star games, when I got MVP in the All-Star game and I made my one-hand save on Holman, I did it against my own teammate. It was a kind of laughing. We're all laughing. You know, it, it, was, it was, that light. was a great game. It was a good game, but it was also – there was times where we were fucking flat-footed feeds. You know, guys were trying stuff they probably wouldn't do. And I think there is a piece of the All-Star game that has to has to have that that kind of laxness. I think we earned it. We earned it to be at that time of the year. We earned it to be yeah, like that. Yeah, man, you can't – you're in the middle of a grind. Now, look, I'm going to tell you right now, like from a PLL standpoint, regard, I, I had a – I had a torn hamstring at the time, but in 2019 when I made the All-Star game, you weren't like – that PLL season was the lightest on my body that any – way more than any ML season. We had some buys. You're yeah. not playing 14 to 16 games that last six hours each. You're playing <laughs> 10 games that fly by in like an hour. They go, Yeah, they go. Yeah, so, you know, really small violin on that part, but I totally agree with you. When you make the All-Star team, if you make it feel like it's a chore – you're not going to get guys to come out. The MLL all the time had guys just booch the uh, All-Star game, and I think you don't want that situation if you're in the so, PLL. So, and, yeah, I think if I'm a it, fan, I absolutely want that USA versus Sides, I think Sides, I think every four years, I think a good compromise here is to give somebody a highlight of a real game every four every four years. Every every three, four years, we'll give you a freaking, we'll give you actually these guys. what he's talking about. He's yeah, saying... But, but I'm saying so and I just I, I just looked I just looked at the the schedule and it's it's not even possible because the Louisville Kentucky All-Star game is July 29th and the World Games start July 8th. Those people might not have a those people might not have an idea what the fuck they're watching either way so you can go out there and throw some BTBs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. didn't go well. Okay. Joke we probably should have checked Joke. that before we had the whole argument. But Joke didn't okay. hit. Okay, so yeah, I should have checked that. I should have checked that before I brought it up. You but, know what? That's that's on our producers. <laughs> but, he's uh, too busy. He's too busy interviewing Dana White. Tough week. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Yeah. Um, he always going to be mad at me because I didn't ask Ryder, who the best club lacrosse player he's ever played with. No, you're, we didn't ask him because we didn't want Healy to be mad about the answer. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Ryder and I, seventh grade. I still don't believe team, he'll play studs. lacrosse in college. I, still don't I, I think Healy needs to keep his shirt on. I think once he keeps his shirt on at a sporting event, we'll start talking about his question. Hey, this is a great new segment, trolling do you, heels. Do you think? Do you think the Bruins lost because Healy was taking his shirt off too much? I think he got. I think he got a little overconfident. I think a lot of Boston fans are a little overconfident. Since. I, I watched that game, man, and it was heart wrenching. And and I, I'm not watching another hockey playoff game to the Don't watch another Celtics game either. <laughs> you guys are spoiled. I'm not a big NBA guy, so like the NBA. I got a lot of friends who are Celtics guys, and. You know, I cheer for the team, but I'm not. It's not an appointment television for me. My mind is focused on Villanova, Denver, Thursday night, 9:30 p.m. That's all I'm focused on. All focused on. He had to do it. He had to do it. What's the line on that? What's the spread? Denver minus one and a half. Oh, put my mortgage on it. No, 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 no. You don't do that. You don't do that. You have kids. I'm not putting their mortgage on it. But I'm living house. (laughs) <laughs> That's my, wife. my wife can worry about that <laughs> yeah. this is this is free money so, here Denver so it's, at one and a half so it's one. interesting too the looking at the pll schedule and going back to the world games the world games right if i have this correct i i'm fucking up i'm looking at the wrong thing fuck like i love that why i love that I, it showed me the 2022 Birmingham, Alabama schedule. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get the real schedule up. Christ. Hold on. I know Let's see when it starts. There's like an hey, alumni Healy. plan see what you do? thing see what you did, July Healy? 30th out there. And I got sirens coming on. Okay. The world game starts June 21st and it goes to July 1st. So it still doesn't work out with the POL schedule. But so... PLL has a break. The last game, yeah, the PLL has a break then. So there's no replacement <laughs> players. There's no overlap with between the PLL and the World Games, which is good, I think. Yeah, that's smart. All right. Guys, so the last game. Good. So I'm just going to say, the last game. Go ahead. No, I can wait. Okay, so the last game of the PLL schedule before the World Games break is Charlotte, North Carolina, June 16th, 17th. And then the POL doesn't come back till July 8th, 9th. So that whole block of time is reserved for the World Games, guys, which is good, which is good. But, yeah, I mean, those guys are going to be worse gassed. than missing games when you were playing over in, in the World Games. It was the worst. Yeah. So, yeah. Scotty, what's up? No, I just I, – I got actually uh, – I was talking to a PL – I'm doing the PL assist stuff. Not a plug here, but kind of. Uh, I'm doing I'm doing the pediatric cancer, uh, you know, visits for the PLL. So that's nice. – I'm heading that, uh, which Dude, is nice. Awesome, so man. Good for you. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to sell, put my passion into something so I don't kill a 12-year-old on, uh, on Instagram. So um, – but I was called the – uh, the guy said I, rem- I he's always been a fan of mine that runs the PLL assist, Eric Mathau. And he said, you always remind me of Gronk. You're like the Gronk of pro lacrosse. And I said, I'm 36 years old. He goes, yeah. I said, well, I got a lot of soul searching to do, don't I? If I'm the Gronk, man. How old is get- Gronk? I mean, Gronk's a little younger, but that, you know what Gronk does? Yeah, some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, wins championships with the Pats, right. baby. Come on. All right. Well, I see Shows up at like Rob Zombie concerts without a shirt on and gets hammered. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see what I do at certain places. So maybe yeah, there is a comparison. But what do you guys, I just wanted to see what you guys thought. I don't know. No, I don't know. 
I think you're, a, I would say, a better looking Gronk. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think you're more calculated than Gronk. I think Gronk is a little uh, My just brother. airhead. You're, yeah, you're a little bit more cal- calculated. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you're you, because you know my, uh, you know, <laughs> Rebecca always said uh, you got to grow up a little bit at some point. And I said, you know, if Gronk doesn't have to do it, why do I have to do it? Don't got to do it. That is a myth perpetuated by women. Stay gold, po- stay gold, pony boy. Stay gold. All we got to do is just keep getting older. We don't have to grow up. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice. That was good, Greg. That was good shit. I've said that enough times to my own wife. That's why. I, but yeah, I think I think from a I think you know World Games obviously this summer. We got PLL draft coming up next week. We got NCAA quarter, uh, tournament um, implications coming on right now with this weekend. It's going to be awesome. So I can't wait to get back on this thing with you guys next week, and we could talk about what the hell happened this coming weekend because it's going to be bananas. It's going to be good to see where the dust settles. Scotty and Greg, fortunately for you guys, your teams are in. Your teams are in right now. I know we want Penn State to win that Big Ten tournament, um, and we want Notre Dame to win their last game against UNC, but, man, my Wildcats have some work to do, so I'm hoping that they they come out on top in their games this week. Starts with one. Starts with one, baby. Absolutely. Starts with one. Four grand on Denver. But, yeah, good luck. Come on. Dude, it's Tierney's last tournament. You out of your mind? yeah, you're not. See, that I you totally move the spread. He always gets me sympathizing with Villanova. He gets me like kind I of. Get you to believe. Yeah, I get you, you to believe. Sleep, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. This is and then I'm going. And then I'm going. Coach fucking T. Scotty, yeah. you watch. Scotty, did you watch Ted Lasso? Uh, no, I haven't got into it. It looks too wholesome for me. You, I was just gonna say, I think you could use it. You know, it, because it is wholesome. Thank you. It's awesome. And, uh, I need. You know, I need God. God, God, we're gonna start with God first, and then we'll go. Ted Lasso, the big thing, right? He puts up a sign of believe. You know, just gotta believe. Just gotta believe, baby. Come well, on. Hey, hey, well, well, I'm just telling you, based on like the mindset we got when we snuck in in 2010, we snuck in. Probably didn't think we were gonna get in. Started with one, dude. Like started with one, and then that shit that caught like Flint, and then we hey, were. Did like, you Whoa. guys play? Did you guys play Coach Tierney in that first one? No, but I know how to get under Coach T's skin. I used to do it all the time because he's a Levittown guy, and I'm a Levittown yeah. guy. So I know I was like, yeah, you fucking – I was like talking shit to him. He's like, you're talking shit to me? I was like, yeah, why not, Coach T? <laughs> yeah. I love From him. safe distance. See, <laughs> other sideline. Yeah. Oh, man. Fellas, we got anything else before we uh, let the listeners go? No, man. I think they've had enough of us this time. Um, Sorry, I'm guys. looking for it. Next week, next, PL, uh, next week is going to be the PLL draft when we record – so we'll do a nice little PLL special, uh, listen to draft picks, talking about everything that there's going to be uh, coming up here with each team. I'm excited about that, man. It's going to be a pretty cool night. Love it. It's going to be a blast. Fellas, great time as always. Scotty, pumped that you were able to sneak in at the end. You brought the juice. I fucking love that, man. Thank um, you. Great episode. Make sure if you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, make sure you subscribe and download. If you're watching us on Torch Pro's YouTube channel, and you want to see Ryder Garnsey's TV rig set up in his background, check that out. Subscribe to the Torch Pro YouTube channel. And fellas, that is episode 27. I'll catch you guys next week. Mwah, to the moon.